Hey up, podcasters. It's me, Clive Follin, from the Clive Follin Show on Fix Radio. I would love you to tune in and catch me doing my thing Monday through Thursday from midday till 3pm on the planet's only radio station for builders, Fix Radio. On this week's packed podcast, been another busy one this week, the ULES expansion featured and we quizzed Transport for London on why it was being implemented. Then talking on-site tech in the industry with Ian Hodgkinson from Hodgkinson's Builders. And we discussed the aftermath of the COVID pandemic in the construction industry with Sparky and YouTube star Ryan Davis. Finally, on a light-hearted note, I asked, what are your trade superpowers with some of our industry influencers? All in all then, another packed blooming podcast. Enjoy. This is the Clive Holland Show on Fix Radio. Fix Radio. Uh, now then, today, with the ULES expansion in London, meaning more charges, uh, sorry, more changes and charges for tradespeople, and with clean air zones being enforced by other cities across the country too, we want to know the effect it will have and what you can do to minimise extra costs to your business. Join us on the line right now to help us try and understand what all this means for the beleaguered tradesperson is the Transport for London's Chief Customer and Strategy Officer, Alex Williams. Now then, First of all, many in our industry see this as simply a cash cow for government. Explain why this is not the case. Well, I think the thing to say right at the outset is we don't want people to pay the charge. Uh, so it's quite interesting introducing a new uh, charging regime that where, where our, the outcome we want is no one to pay it. Because what we want uh, is cleaner air. Because what we've got at the moment in, in London and we have with other major cities is an invisible killer. Of, of, of toxic air from high levels of nitrogen dioxide. And this scheme is about reducing the amount of uh, toxic air. There's a link to a whole load of diseases about dementia and, and uh, uh, child health and child development. So there's an overwhelming health case to do something in this space. And that's what the ULA scheme is about. So it's a big expansion from 4 million to 9 million Londoners. Uh, and the aim is to kind of clean up air, London's air as best we can, really. And, it, and what would, to, to shift to a compliant vehicle, which means you don't pay, it's a Euro 4 petrol. So for cars, they've been on the market for about uh, 18 years. Uh, and for it's a Euro 6 diesel, which is a, mar a vehicle, you know, mainly vans that have been on the market uh, for about eight years, six to eight years. So these, these vehicles are more affordable these days uh, because of age so th this you know from talking with uh, tradespeople, obviously through this uh, radio station um there's a big impact on tradespeople at the minute with you know the high prices of materials the cost of fuel cost of living etc and for those that can't afford to change these vehicles they're sort of working hand to mouth and they struggle with the parking and congestion charge in central london is there anything in place that could help them, other than the scrappage scheme, which we'll talk about in a second. Well, the main the main help is the scrappage scheme, because what we're what we're doing today is that as the mayor's launching it today up in uh, in Enfield, is uh, 110 million pounds of public money to help uh, residents and small businesses shift to cleaner vehicles so that they don't have to pay the charge. So, think about your tradespeople. A lot of them are in vans. Uh, if they're based in London, they're entitled to, uh, and they've got an older vehicle that's uh, 
that they want to scrap so they don't pay the charge, we're going to offer them £5,000 to scrap the older vehicle to help them pay for <clears throat> a replacement vehicle that meets the standards. So that's a, that's a big amount of public money uh, that the mayor is investing to get the outcome we want, which is people driving cleaner vehicles uh, and we get rid of that invisible killer that's killing thousands of people across the city. Well, I've just been talking to an electrician who works in central London and he's saying, look, you know, I've got to pass these charges on to my customer. They don't understand why they've got to pass it, why I've got to pass it on to them, but I've got to pass it on to them. I can't afford even with the scrappage scheme uh, and, and the allowance that's uh, being given to change my van at this stage because times are so tight. Now, when they talk about, say, electric vehicles, there's not enough charging stations and working ones at that. There's a poor range on the batteries when the van's laden as well. Cost of constantly having to charge their vehicles, that's using fossil fuels, and in many cases does not help the environment and emissions. Plus, how long will it be before we've got ads on radio and TV saying, did you buy an electric vehicle promising this sort of mileage and whatever? It's At the minute, we're, we just seem to be behind the curve in terms of readiness to give them the right vehicle that will suit them for a long time to come. Well, what I'd say to that is... <clears throat> You don't have to switch to electric. If you do switch to electric, the actual amount we're going to offer in scrappies is higher. I think it's like seven and a half k for for uh, people who switch to electric. Uh, but if you uh, if you look at the availability of vans that meet the standards, Euro six diesels, you can get them for under five thousand. Now, obviously, it depends on what people need in each circumstance. But the you know the money, the amount of money the mayor is offering is a big old chunk of cash for a new vehicle. It obviously depends on the type of vehicle, the mileage, all of that. But if you look on Auto Trader, there's several thousand vans out there that you can get for less than 5K. So I, I do think it's worth keeping it in perspective on this, really. This is a big contribution from the mayor to help people shift to cleaner vehicles. Uh, now, with the scrappage scheme, Alex, what is the criteria and when does it officially open? Well, it opens today. It opened at midnight today. So uh, you can put your applications in. Go onto the website to find out more about the criteria and the application process. Uh, but basically, if you've got a uh, an older vehicle that doesn't comply with the standards, and it's Euro 6 diesel for, uh, for vans, which most of your audience, I think, will have, uh, and if they want to scrap that, they just put in an application. It's for small businesses, so it's less than 10 employees, um, for every small business, we we got the money there to scrap one van, and it's 5K for a van uh, if you want to scrap it. And if you're shifting to an electric vehicle, it's 7.5K. So it's quite a substantial uh, cash contribution to help you shift to a cleaner vehicle. And that's Alex Williams there, Chief Customer and Strategy Officer uh, on Fix Radio, the Builder Station. Fix Radio. Bish, bash, bosh. Have you got 21 reasons why we shouldn't be paying you less charge? That's what I want to know. Um, now then, that's what we're talking about and the effect it's going to have on our industry with, uh, of course, the zone being expanded to all London boroughs as well. Uh, joining us on the line right now is a man that's definitely going to be affected by it, uh, and that is Bradley Jones, the London electrician. Uh, right, first off, I'm going to slam this question at you. Is it a cash cow? Of course it is, Clive. Look, at the end of the day, in London, there's more pollution than ever. You know, there's more and more road closures and traffic and everything else, bits and pieces. All the fellas doing is making more, it, all he does is makes more em emissions. And do you know what? During a cost of living crisis as well, Clive, to turn around to people that are working sort of money in versus money out, 
working to provide for their families and then be told they've got to upgrade their vehicle and something else, another, you know, bit of money to lay out. I mean, it's it's it's, it's, it's a disgrace. It is, yeah. it is a disgrace, mate, to be honest. It makes me so, it really does make me so angry. Yeah, I can tell that, and it makes me angry as well. What impact, when you think about this, right, prices, material prices, fuel, pretty much everything else going sky high at the moment, how do you actually, how does it affect you uh, uh, sort of price-wise? And then how do you actually pass that on? It's hard, mate, because what you have to do as a contractor, and, and you know, you have to pass that cost on to the client. We're all out here trying to make a pound note. You know, we're all trying to go work every day and, and, and make money. And we've got no option, unfortunately, but to pass that cost on to, to our customers. And sometimes it can make our invoice look sort of overinflated by sort of a, a, a very small job that we've been I'll go asked to do turns into sort of 150, 160 quid. And you look at it and think, oh, that's a bit bit steep, but what else can we do, mate? It's either that or, you know, it, it comes out of our money. Why should it come out of our money? Of course it shouldn't. No, of course it shouldn't. And it's got to be passed on. And they just, for some unknown reason, they become so detached. This is my personal opinion. They become so detached, the people who make these decisions, from reality uh, uh, if they were working alongside you for a week, they then stop and realise and go, hang on a minute, this can't be right. Something has to be done. Uh, they've got no idea, mate. They've got, they've got no idea what it's like to, to have to leave sort of two hours early before you even got to get to the job to avoid the traffic, then have to drive another half hour out of your way just to avoid road closures and, 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 and sort of one-way streets where they're trying to also give you a ticket. And then it's it's just one thing after another, mate. And and like you said, they need a, they need to get in the van with some of these some of us contractors and see what a real you know what a, a day's work's really like, mate. To be honest, because they've got no idea, mate. They get picked up in a picked up in a chauffeured vehicle on the on, on the way to work every morning, and you know drive down the old bus lanes and everything else, do exactly what they want. And then there's us guys who sort of you know just. It's just beyond a joke, mate. It really is. It's just, it, and it will never change, mate. It will never change. They make too much money from us. On top of that as well, you've got the added frustration. Uh, Bradley, sadly, we've run out of time, but where are you today? What are you up to? Uh, do you know what, mate? I'm going to uh, watch West Ham in Derby uh, this oh. afternoon, mate. So me and the boys are leaving at half one, but I've just had a run round my mum's house just to change a double socket for her. I took the faceplate off and there's four cables behind when there should really be two. So... Yeah, I've, uh, oh, <laughs> I've wow. opened the can of worms here, my mate. Really yeah, uh, my nephew plays for Derby, so check him out, Louis Sibley. Uh, I hope you get the result you wish for. Uh, that's the brilliant Bradley Jones there. He's an electrician, uh, and he's affected big time by the ULES charge uh, and all the frustrations it brings with it. You're listening to Clive Holland on Fixed Radio, across the nation on DAB. Clive Holland on Fix Radio. Uh, now then, uh, you're listening to the Clive Holland Show. Uh, and off the back of a story of a back-flipping bricklaying robot, we're talking tech and whether or not it helps or hinders our industry. Joining us on the line right now is a man who knows a thing or two about efficiency on sites. It's our very good friend, Ian Hodgkinson. Now then, um, what do you think? Uh, I don't know if you had a chance to have a look at this Atlas robot, um, but my question is this. Would you employ one? After all, think about this, no holidays, no tea breaks, no looking at its smartphone, works 24-7, and above all, no wages. 
Yeah, sounds about like me. But anyway, <laughs> uh, would would I would I employ one? To be honest, I think it's a non-starter, Clive. I think it's a waste of time. I think I think actually people are looking in the wrong direction and they're trying to copy something that's that's uh, a man can do more efficiently than a machine, and that's coming from a brickwork contractor. Yep, yeah, and a house builder. Yeah, so I don't see that as being a replacement. It's um, it's wrong thinking wrong thinking trying to copy what what a human is doing and i think in reality what we need to do is to look at a salute different solutions other than that the thing is uh, we can underestimate the skills of our tradespeople. you know at times yep. do you ever see a day when and particularly if once you've looked at the atlas robot do you ever see a day when robots might take over surely it's the stuff of science fiction isn't it it, it, it could well be, but is it going to be in our lifetime? Is it going to be in our children's lifetime, uh, the near generation's lifetime? I, I don't know. Prob- probably not. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a traditional man, and I'd, I'd like to stick to my brick lane, to be honest. I think it's good. I think it's safe. You know, I mean, I mean, bricks don't burn, do they? You know, um, you know, if we're touching on that sort of subject, you're in a safe environment. You're in a safe building. Um, so I, I see a like a, a cl- maybe a cladding system really is is what could uh, what what could be uh, the set off for it in in the near term. To be quite honest, anyway, listen. Uh, just going off uh, subject now. Uh, just to uh, <laughs> congratulate you and look forward to. Uh, I think it's February the eighth. Uh, you've got the broadcast awards for brickies uh, and you're up against Love Island surely you should thrash them but on behalf of Fix Radio and myself we want to wish you all the best and hope you're victorious Oh thank you Clive yeah it, it's, it's it's an immense thing that, that that's happening I mean it doesn't happen to ordinary people does it I mean, to be to be part of a reality TV show is one thing, and then to be, uh, you know, up up against the, uh, you know, the, the excellence of the country. Really, you know, I mean, I mean, we can all we've all got an opinion of Love, Love Island. Me, me and you have particularly, yes. um, you know, <laughs> not not re- re- reality, but not really reality. What we've done is reality. We're telling a story. It's about apprentices. It's about encouraging people to come into the trade. And I think it's a fantastic story, fantastic op- opportunity uh, to showcase what we do and what and what the building trade can do, to be quite honest. Absolutely brilliant. Brilliant, mate. Good luck with it. And uh, thanks for sparing the time with us today. That's Ian Hodgkinson there from Hodgkinson's Builders. Fix Radio, made for the trade. Uh, you're listening to Clive Holland on Fix Radio. And we're talking scientific tech. Off the back of a story about a robot built in America, uh, I think the company are uh, Boston Dynamics. They're responsible for all this nonsense, I have to say. Um, and they can apparently complete construction-based tasks. So I'm asking, do you embrace this kind of AI technology, or do you think, let's put a stop to it now? Uh, joining us on the line now is a man whose skills surely cannot be replicated by a bot. It's James Norton from JDM Brickwork. Now then, surely the one thing, I mean, we all embrace technology, and particularly in tools and all that sort of stuff, we're happy with. Uh, but surely a, a robot can't replace a laugh that you have on site. Surely can it? Enjoy me. No, look, old school is the best school, isn't it? Like they always say, and human interaction is a massive part of why we come to work, especially in construction. Like you said, the laughs the crack, the banter, the, the um, robots can't give you any of that. And robots, I very much doubt, can duck under a four-foot scaffold when something needs fixing at the end or, you know, squeeze through tight spaces, get right up to the peaks, get in awkward, awkward building sites and things like that. I just think for the money that it's costing to produce these 
AI things that are, in my opinion, quite pointless. It could be used to innovate something much more meaningful within the industry. For example, I don't know, more colleges, a better education system Correct. For, for, the, um, for the young lads and lasses coming through into the trade, put more funding into providing proper tools and equipment for young people in the trade that are keen to learn, more, more funding into the the sector of like PPE and things like that for the, for the building industry. Cause like we've heard on your show, Clive about this silica dust uh, problem and things like that, getting some proper research and things like that, you know, put, just put it into stuff that's good for the human element. The population is not decreasing. It's increasing if anything. And these robots are just going to drive more and more people to be just sitting at home. It's like the self checkouts in supermarkets. Supermarkets are constantly laying people off now because there's just robots taking taking the work and i just think it's quite sad for the uh, for the population yeah no i agree with you mate i mean general tech it, there's there's lots of advancement has been made in tools uh, etc and, and the way you actually install um, that's that's always been welcomed doesn't it I, but i just think we're going to rail against robots of course no certain parts tech are, are brilliant like um qs's and things like that can literally scan a scan a drawing of a I don't know, a three-story block of apartments and there's the software that can just tell you exactly the amount of materials that are involved in the build just from the drawing. That kind of tech is unbelievable. You know, we've got laser levels, we've got we've got all kinds of new, new stuff. Those things are not taking away too much of the human element. A robot, on the other hand, is physically replacing a person. Yeah, for sure. I, I, listen, mate, I 100% agree. It, it just uh, is a little bit scary when you look at that atlas. It is scary. I wouldn't like to go on the wrong side of one of them robots. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, you've seen the film, My Robot, haven't you? Uh, just in case. <laughs> uh, mate, where are, you, where are you today? What are you up to? Today I'm up in North Yorkshire building a couple of houses to climb. Fishing off today. The roofs are booked in back into this week. Well, the weather's on your side, it looks like, this week, so that's uh, pretty good news. Uh, James, always great talking to you, my friend. Uh, that's James Norton there from JDN Brickwork. Interesting what he's got to say. You're listening to Clive Holland on Fix Radio, the Builder's Station. The Clive Holland Show on Fix Radio. Uh, now then, what we're talking about today is COVID-19 uh, and the lockdowns, which seemingly are behind us now, although it sort of hovers in the background and hangs around like a Billy No-Mates, and we have to be on our guard, of course. Uh, we're taking a retrospective look back at the impact it had on our trade and asking how it affected you professionally and personally. Uh, joining us on the line right now to discuss just that is our very good friend of this show, Nick Bundy. Good to have you on the show. Um, so just talk to us, uh, if you can, uh, what impact, if any, did the pandemic have on you and your business um, the first lockdown uh, i would say it was an absolute blessing for me um i was at the time full ball into work work was everything get them invoices in onto the next one youtube was going great and i was slowly but surely we didn't realize I was burning myself out i was burning it from both ends and um i think to be honest with you my family were suffering a bit because i was so focused on trying to grow not the business but just trying to earn as much do as much grow as much on youtube and i'm definitely neglecting the time that i had instead of coming home and having tea with the kids i'd go up and edit videos and all that sort of stuff and when the lockdown came i was like oh this is this is naff and uh, it took me three or four days to adjust and i was like this is the best thing in the world i've got to our knowledge at the time a month off at home with my kids uh, my other half we can do whatever we want and I honestly had the best time. Obviously, that month went past and that Boris was like, oh, we extend it for another two weeks. And you're like, oh, 
oh, okay. <laughs> and then another two weeks, it's like, I don't know how many more two weeks I can do, to be honest. Um, I was running out of money because we were doing the house, as everyone was, doing the house. So we were spending copious amounts on Amazon every day. So we had a little parcel turn up every day and stuff to do with the kids. And um, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it as the lockdown. Not enjoyed COVID, obviously. No one did. Um, but when that all ended and the restrictions lifted, I have never, ever been so busy in my entire life because everyone had spare money. You can't go on holiday. They were doing the houses up. And obviously with my job, a lot of the time, most people won't touch electrics. So we had so much work to do. And um, yeah, it was having like a nice two and a half month holiday of doing nothing and not picking a screwdriver up to um, doing stupid hours again. So that's sort of the way it was with us. It's interesting because I was going to ask you. My next question was: um, you, you you said you you re- needed that reset button without even realizing it. You were burning the candle at both ends. What lessons did you learn that you, you now take into the future, if you like? Say no to people. Um, I'm in a very <laughs> very fortunate position uh, with YouTube. It's, it's all down to YouTube has changed my lifestyle and my life. Really, is. Obviously, I earn money off YouTube. If we get sponsorships, we get money from from YouTube itself. And I don't have to work as hard as I used to. And also, to be honest with you, I'm not interested, not my cup of tea. I can recommend someone that's probably better than me at it. And I can turn work down and not feel guilty about it because I go, actually, I'd like the Friday afternoon off because I want to go and pick my kids up. That is so refreshing. I think I think uh, it's brilliant that that, that is a, a massive, a massive lesson to learn, just looking after yourself. Yep. Uh, that's Nick Bundy there. As I say, check him out on the old socials, in particular the YouTube channel. You're listening to Clive Holland on Fix Radio, the Builder Station. Fix Radio. Bish, bash, bosh. Uh, you're listening to Clive Holland on Fix Radio across the nation on DAB. And today we're asking, what impact did the COVID pandemic have on you and your business? Uh, joining us on the line now is a man who saw a huge growth on his social media platforms during in this period with his incredible youtube videos his name is ryan davis from r davis electrical first of all thanks very much for joining us tell us about your growth over lockdown that that sounds a bit weird doesn't it tell us about your growth over lockdown. (laughs) (laughs) tell us how you grew over lockdown and where the idea sprung from well i think especially with social media um i think a lot of people were just spending more time at home on their phones and i think that's where the sort of growth especially from social media came from no one yeah like i said no one's working everyone's on their phone seeing at home doing nothing so for me personally, that, that sort of social media growth just came really quickly and was really rapid. I had really no time to think about it whatsoever. It all just sort of happened to a click of the fingers and here we are. But in general, looking back on the pandemic, um, how did it, uh, we know how it affected you in a very positive way, yeah. actually. But what about business generally? What, 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 how, how did you, did you have to just go into lockdown or were you still going out doing, doing various jobs? I was still working and it was probably one of the most busiest times I've ever had uh, business-wise. Again, I, I think it was, we had great weather, didn't we? People were spending time in their gardens, people were on furloughs who had a bit of money. So I was just, I spent the majority of lockdown in people's gardens doing outside lighting and and, and things like that. So for me personally, that, that period of time was, um, yeah, I was really busy. Brilliant. Uh, Ryan, uh, I always ask this of my guests. Where are you today? What are you up to? 
We are in Colchester at the moment, which is uh, about a good hour from me. Uh, so, yeah, this is well out of the way for me. But, yeah, just doing some sockets in a garage and some lighting. So, yeah. Uh, well, look, uh, Ryan, uh, brilliant that uh, your story is, I have to say, just incredible, uh, the growth of, of, of you, of Ryan Davis, let's say. Uh, there you go. So uh, d- that, that is a definite win-win story from the pandemic. No doubt about it. Live Holland on Fix Radio. Uh, now, today I've been asking you this. Um, what are your trade superpowers? Because we've got the very best tradespeople in the world, you know, in terms of construction, of course. We want to know what is your trade superpower there for? Uh, and joining us on the line now is a man who most certainly has not just one. I'm sure he's got a few, this guy, uh, if you've ever seen his work. It's Dave Finnegan from Elwood Enterprises. Now, I know you're stuck in traffic. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, I am. <laughs> so thanks for taking the time so if you could think of anything right what is your go-to superpower that you know nobody can compete with well clive you're very privileged today because you're actually talking to measure man <laughs> i love that so, i love that so i can see your outfit look, already i can see oh, it mate it's it's phenomenal <laughs> um, but it's, yeah, just pair, just pair of spandex trousers and some tight measure braces. That's it. <laughs> I love it. But uh, yeah, it, it was a long-standing joke actually, um, because obviously most chippies and joiners and stuff like this, we've got a good eye. We've got a good eye for level, a good eye for plumb, but also for estimating measurements very accurately from just looking at them. And uh, it was actually like a long-standing joke from me and a guy that used to work with me um, for years and years and years that. I could almost look at something and get pretty damn close with the with the measurement from just looking at it. So whenever we'd do it and whenever it would come up or whatever, it then go measure a man and, and, and make a little funny skit out of it. But we um it even came into play last year when I had Fix Radio's very own Brad and Sam um come and do some filming with me one of the days and we, yeah. we set up some challenges. We set up some challenges and one of the challenges was to pit my two apprentices against each other. Um, at guessing a random measurement and see who got the closest to it and obviously there was a forfeit involved because there was a lake where we were working and um, obviously one of the apprentices had to go in the lake if, if you know whichever one lost but the deal that we made with Sam was that if one of the apprentices got within five millimeters of the measurement then he had to go in as well and of course and of course, I've trained them well, Clive. One of the apprentices, he only got it bang on to within five millimeters of the measurement. No. So, have you? If you could have a, if you've got any super skills and superpowers outside of uh, work, have you? Have you got any? If you could have one, what would it be? And I would guess it would probably part in all the cars that are in front of you. Honestly, yeah, teleportation. I would, <laughs> if I could snap my fingers and get from A to B, honestly, mate, I'd be a very, very happy man. And I'd be a much more productive man as well. Beam me up, measure man. Brilliant. <laughs> I'm, I'm loving that. <laughs> Listen, mate, where, are you, where are you hoping to be today? What are you up to? Once I've gone and paid for this extortionately priced steel, mate, I'm going back to the uh, to the little renovation um so that we can just start preparing for the bifolds going in uh next week so i've got to get this got to get this steel in place but yeah that's what i'm up to today and tomorrow mate yeah we talk about timber a lot but steel whew, 
Yeah, let's not go there yet. We might in the future, but let's not go there now. Listen, mate, I hope you get to your destination soon and uh, looking forward to the weekend and have a good weekend. Uh, that's Measure Man Dave Finnegan there uh, from Elwood Enterprises. I love that. Uh, and what He likes a bit of teleportation. That's what he'd like. Uh, let me know what you think to that uh, and what skills you possess. And don't forget your outfit as well. We've already spoke to Dave about what his outfit would look like. That's for sure. But he is into spandex. We know that. Fix Radio, made for the trade. Uh, now, we're across the UK. Don't forget on DAB as well. And today we're talking all about the best of the best in our industry and asking for your trade superpowers. Now, a man who will certainly have a few... Uh, in the world of carpentry, is our great friend, Dave, the carpenter himself. Uh, now then, Dave, do carpenters, or you in uh, particular, have specific superpowers to make them superior to other trades? Well, I honestly believe that our superpower as carpenters is the ability to use the spirit level. <laughs> we are the creme de la creme. Everybody wants to be us. Everybody loves us. There's all this age-old saying on site. Join will get over it. Carpenter will get over it. Yeah, <laughs> we, we are like uh, Superman. Um, our only weakness is tools. Because we're all about tools. That's what it is. It's our only weakness. Uh, but is there any particular skill that you just love doing? That you you know, uh, could it be a, a certain joint or a particular thing you enjoy making, a particular tool you love using? Well, to be honest with you, I love like if you look if you look at my profile, it's all cabinets and stuff like that. But now I've gone back onto the site, I actually proper love first fixing. Playing with nail gun, big saw. Wow, it's amazing. So, so you you enjoy putting the jams in the 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 upstands, the cross members, all that sort of thing. Now you're back on yeah. site. Yes. Yeah. I'm loving that. You see, I had a thought because the the skills you produced that I've seen, right? And then I think to myself, right, he's gone back house bashing again for 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 obvious reasons, for good reasons. Uh, that's not to say you're still not making the cabinetry and stuff like that. Um, but I'd have thought that was a bit, you know, sort of too rough for you, but you're enjoying that. Oh, you're enjoying getting stuck in. I've got, I've got, yeah, I think I've got 11 first fixes in front of me and I'm looking forward to the next two, three weeks. I'm loving how you're grasping that nettle. I really am. It's brilliant. That is, uh, Dave, listen, always great talking to you. Where are you today? What are you up to? My friend? I'm first fixing on, in, um, near Wilms Lob. Big house, tying up loose ends today, and then I've got another first fix to kick on with tomorrow. Brilliant, Dave. I'm so glad you're enjoying yourself, my friend. That's Dave there, uh, Dave Byrne, Dave the Carpenter. Check out his work, it is phenomenal. I promise you, a fantastic uh, job that he does. Are uh, you listening to Clive Holland on Fix Radio, the Builder's Station? The Clive Holland Show on Fix Radio. Tar so very much for listening to my podcast, it means the world to me, you know. I hope you enjoyed it and picked up some excellent info from my brilliant guests and fellow colleagues of our industry. Remember, you can listen to me Monday through Thursday, 12 noon until 3 p.m. on DAB via the Fix Radio app and at fixradio.co.uk. Oh yeah, ask your smart speaker to play Fix Radio and come join the fun all day, every day on the only radio station for the construction industry, which is Fix Radio. Well, that's it from me for now. If I don't see you through the week, I'll see you through the hole in me leggings. Ta-ra! This is the Clive Holland Show on Fix Radio. Fix Radio.